This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast, where I'm going to be talking about how you can use interviews when it comes to your pet business content marketing and how they can help you with your pet business and help more people find out about you and help you create more effective content within your pet business. So if you're listening to this episode and you would like to ask any questions about it or you'd like any more advice or you'd just like to keep in touch, then the other thing I was going to suggest that you do if you're not there already is do come and join my free Facebook group. It's Publicity for Pet Businesses and if you go in Facebook and search for that then you will find the group. Um, Basically what I do in there is that's where I go every week, well every day I'm in there sharing tips, advice, um, media opportunities, all kinds of different things. It's also a community where you can go and ask any questions about anything that you're struggling with in your pet business and get advice from other pet business owners. So do go and head over to the free Facebook group if you're not there already and I will put the link to go and join in the show notes for this episode. So if you're watching on or if you're listening on you on my website then it will be at the end of the blog post and if you're listening on an app then if you swipe up there'll be a link in the notes to this episode where you can go and find out where the Facebook group is. So what we're going to talk about today is how to use interviews in your content marketing and I'm going to break it down. We're going to talk about what an interview is, why you would use them, how you can use them. We're also going to talk about how you can find people to interview and then some practical advice about how to do the interview as well. And finally, we're going to talk about what to do after the interview and what to do as well when the interview is out, when you publish that. So lots of things to cover here today, but I hope it's going to be helpful for you to understand a little bit more about interviews and how they can really help you with your pet business content. So I'm coming from this as a journalist. I've been a journalist for like 20, 21 years it is this year. Um, So I am used to doing interviews, something that I've done for a very long time. But I decided to do this episode because I see a lot of people doing Facebook Lives and that kind of thing. And, you know, when we have a small business, we just have to throw ourselves in there, don't we, and learn all of these different things. And it can be quite daunting. It can be quite scary, particularly doing things live as well. I have to say, I still really struggle with doing Um, Facebook lives myself. So I figured if I did a podcast with interview tips in, it might be helpful um, for if if that's something that you're considering. So first of all, let's think about what is an interview. So I know that you know what an interview is, but just to kind of recap and explain what it's all about. So an interview is when you talk to somebody on a given topic. So it could be a client, it could be an expert, it could be a colleague, it could be somebody in your field, it could be somebody from your local community, it could be all kinds of different people. But the key thing that we want to do when we choose people to interview is make sure it's somebody that our audience is going to be interested in and who has got something valuable to share and who, you know, who's an authority as well um, on whatever it is that you're talking to them about. So that's what an interview is and it literally is just a case of where you would chat to somebody on the phone, you might chat to them on Facebook Live, you might do the interview on Zoom, there's all kinds of different ways that you can do it, you can do it on Instagram Live, you can do it on LinkedIn Live, all kinds of different things you can do um, 
but that is a quick explanation of what an interview is. The next thing we're going to talk about is why would we do interviews in the first place? So, you know, we've got our, you might have, let's say if you've got a pet product business, you've got your product business and you talk about you and your products and how they help people and that's what you're kind of all about. So why would you use an interview in the first place? Well, first of all, I think it gives you, it gives you and your audience um, a little bit of a break from you. So sometimes it can be quite hard when we're on social media or, you know, when we're thinking about our pet business websites or any other content that you're publishing regularly, like, um, you know, like Facebook Lives or a podcast even. If we're just on our own all the time, just talking about ourselves, it can, you know, it can be quite hard work. So actually, if you bring somebody else along to interview or you write about somebody else on your website, then that's going to give your followers, um, it's just something a bit different really, isn't it? The other thing is that I think collaboration is a really, really positive thing. Um, and, you know, there'll be lots of whatever it is that you do in your pet business, whether you make products or whether you offer a service, there'll be lots of people who you could potentially collaborate with. And what I will do is I'll link to another episode that I did about collaborations and how to find people to collaborate with with your pet business content in the show notes to this episode. But collaborating is a really, really positive thing. And by interviewing other people, then that's collaboration, isn't it? So that's one reason why to use interviews. Another thing to do is to think about educating your audience. So again, whether you've got a product business or a service business, there will be things that your audience would like to know more about. So if I look at Nadia Sidebottom, who runs, a, she's got a company called Moomoo and Bear, and she makes accessories, um, she makes collars, leads, bandanas, loads of other gorgeous things. So Nadia, her, a lot of the people who follow her are schnauzer owners, and she produces regular content about the products and things that she creates, but a, th a topic that her audience would be interested in would be anything related to schnauzers. So it could she could interview somebody from a charity, she could interview a schnauzer behaviourist, there's all kinds of different things that she could do to educate her audience because she knows them really well, she knows the kind of things that they're interested in. Now let's say if you were a dog groomer and you wanted to collaborate with a local dog trainer or a local dog walker, the way that you could do that, use that to educate your audience is you could perhaps look at something like winter winter walking tips or winter walking advice or how to care for your dog during the winter and make sure that their exercise needs are met. So you're a groomer, but you can educate, you can bring somebody in, you can do an interview to educate them on, on something that relates to what you do, but you're not the expert on, if that makes sense. The other thing that you can use interviews for is to show your expertise. So if you're going to the trouble of bringing in other experts to talk to your audience, to talk to your followers, to help you with your content, then that's showing your expertise as well, isn't it? You're not just you know, creating all of your content on your own, you're bringing in other experts, other authorities to, um, you know, to show your expertise. The other thing doing interviews can really help with is it improves your understanding of the topic that you're interviewing the person about. So one of the things that I love about doing this podcast is that I get to talk to people who normally might charge like quite a lot of money for an hour of their time. So if I use like Osman Sharif um, as an example, he is he is a business coach and he uses um, neuro-linguistic programming to help people get out of their own way and to help them overcome blocks around all kinds of different things. But I spoke to him about, 
you know, how I asked him his advice on, you know, how small business owners can overcome their fear of putting themselves out there. Now, if I wanted to have a call with Osman, it's going to cost me quite a lot of money to have an hour of his time. However, by interviewing him for my podcast, I was able to get loads of really great and practical advice for myself and for people who listen to the podcast. And it really helped improve my understanding of his topic. So it's a really great way to learn about things. Like I've spoke to people about LinkedIn. A couple of weeks ago, I had Tori um, Mystic on the podcast. In fact, it was last week. Um, talking about Pinterest so you can improve your understanding of loads of different things and I know I'm talking about social media and and things related to publicity here but you could um, improve your understanding of all kinds of different things by interviewing vets by interviewing charities by interviewing other experts who your audience will be interested to hear from another thing that an interview can running interviews can help you with is it helps you stand out so it helps you stand out from the other people who might be in your space who aren't creating content that's as advanced as what you're doing by using interviews. You can become a trusted source of information so people will go to your website or your social media pages to find out the information that, that they need in relation to the, the problem that your product or service solves. So you become a trusted source of information because not only are you putting out this great content, you're also bringing other people in to help you as well. The one of the offshoots of that as well is it builds your authority. So that's really great. You know, if you are like a barking dog expert, for example, you want to be the go-to barking dog, dog expert because there'll be loads of barking dog experts out there. But, the, you know, by creating really, really valuable content that people share and that people consume and that people tell other people about, then you're going to build your authority there, aren't you? The other bonus of um, using interviews is that, let's say if you are interviewing somebody whose audience you would like to reach, then by doing the interview, it's most likely that they're going to share the content that you create together. So if I use Tori, for example, um, who I spoke to last week about Pinterest. So Tori is a social media expert. She's got a blog. She's also got a podcast and she's over in America. So we've worked together a couple of times, actually. I went on her podcast a couple of years ago and then I asked her to come on my podcast to talk about Pinterest. Now, I know that her, her audience are pet business owners and although they are interested in learning about social media, chances are they might be interested in learning about publicity as well. So if by, by Tori coming on my podcast to talk about her area of expertise, if she shares that podcast episode, then I'm going to potentially reach her audience who might find my topic interesting as well. So it's just a new, another way for reaching other people, reaching more people and helping more people find out about who you are and what it is that you do. So that's why I have, why, that's, that's the kind of why I do interviews covered there. Next thing to think about is how to use them. So you can use interviews in all of your content marketing. You can use it on your blog. You can use it on social media. You can use interviews for lives. Um, you could use interviews for a podcast. You can also use it for your email marketing. And you can put them into any online courses and things like that, any online resources that you create, you can put your interviews in there as well. So doing an interview is a really great way of creating content because you can repurpose it in so many ways. So if I think about every podcast episode that I do, what I will do is I will interview, I will, if we're talking about interviews, I'll interview the person, I usually do it on Zoom, apart from once when I did it face to face, which was just like the most exciting thing ever. 
actually seeing somebody in real life after all the lockdowns. So we'll start off by doing the interview on Zoom. Then I will send off the interview, the audio to my editor, my podcast editor, Matty, who will put the intro and outro on it and clean it up and make it sound make it sound as good as he possibly can. Um, I then will create a blog post from the interview and then that blog will go on my website along with the podcast episode, so along with the audio file. Then I will create social media content from it. So I usually do probably about probably about 10 posts, if not more per episode. So I will share that across all my social media platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and soon to be Pinterest after talking to Tori last week. So that's a ton of social media content created from the interview. I'll also tag the person who I've interviewed in all the social media posts as well. And that's so they may potentially share my content. So I will also I'll reach my audience, but I'll also reach their audience as well. The other thing I do every Thursday when this podcast comes out is I will write an email about it as well. So I'll write an email to the people who have subscribed to my newsletter and explain what the podcast is this week, what it's all about, what ben, you know, what they'll get from listening into it. And then I'll link to the episode on my website so they can go and check it out if they want to. The other thing I have done as well, when I've done interviews with people, um, sometimes from a podcast, there'll be a little bit of time in between me doing the interview and it going live. So what I will do is I will sometimes share it with my membership community. So the people who my paid, my paying clients will get access to that interview earlier and then they can, you know, they can use the content if that's going to be useful for them. So a few months ago, I did an interview with Ant McGinley and it was all about how to, how to start a podcast, everything that you need to know. Now I knew that episode wasn't going to go out for a little while, but I knew that there were people who were in my paid membership program who would have found that really useful. So I shared the interview in there and then obviously it was published afterwards. So loads of different ways for you to use your interviews and you can also repurpose them as well. So if you've, let's say if you've interviewed somebody about, let's say like one of my podcast episodes is with Jade Statt from Street Vet. So Jade has, Jade is a co-founder of a charity who go and help people who are living on the streets with their animals. So they go and give vet care to people who are homeless and they go and look after they go and obviously give vet support to their animals so if there was a day like you know world homelessness day which i think is coming up in october actually i would then reshare that content that interview that i did with jade on social media for that day because it's relevant again isn't it when it was like international podcast day a few weeks ago i will have shared the podcast i did about how to start a podcast with aunt mcginley so you've got the interview you know it's really useful content and you can keep sharing it so if there's anything relevant that you anything relevant going on in the world that you think you can reuse the interview for or put it out there again then go and do that because it's going to be really helpful for you and again it's just getting more eyes on your content helping build that know like and trust getting people to your website and getting you front of mind with people who you might then want to go and work with as clients. So next step is finding people to interview. So when it comes to finding people to interview, have a think about what questions you get asked that come come up time and time again, or what you feel that your audience is interested in. So while I was writing the notes ahead of doing this episode, I was thinking about this for myself and I was thinking, I think that my followers would quite like to hear from somebody who's an Instagram expert. So next week I will go and I will 
do some research into Instagram experts and I'm going to go and try and perhaps pitch to a couple about coming on my podcast. So I know that Instagram is something that my followers are really interested in, but I'm not an Instagram expert by any stretch of the imagination. So I will get somebody else to talk about it for me. Um, so have a think about the questions that you get or the kind of thing that your followers or your audience or your clients find challenging that you can't help them with because by bringing somebody along where you, you talk to the experts about it, you are giving them the help that they need, but you know, you, you're not having to come up, you know, I'm not going to have to try and work out how to be an Instagram expert, I'm going to get somebody else to come and do it for me. So have a think about um, you know, what your audience find challenging who they're talking about, who they'd like to hear from, if they're talking about you know, a particular expert and you think that they'd really value an interview with them, you know, you can go and try and make their, their wish come true by going and approaching that person. So a few months ago, earlier this year actually, um, I was in my Facebook group and I was asking people what kind of topics they would like me to cover on the podcast. And Ricky Sullivan, who's a copywriter, she popped up and said LinkedIn. So I was like, right, I'm going to go and speak to Helen Pritchard, who is a LinkedIn expert who I know from, um, we used to live in the same place, basically. So I went and approached Helen and she did a really good episode on LinkedIn. So have a think about what people are talking about, what they're struggling with and ask them as well. It's absolutely okay to ask people um, because actually that's going to make them feel, that's going to make them feel good. It's going to make them feel valued and you know, it's just showing you to be the helpful person that you are. So do ask them, do, if you've got like a Facebook group, that's a really great way to find out what people are looking for, what people would need some help with. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask. I do that quite regularly in my Facebook group. So the next step is how to do the interview. So loads of different options for you to, um, for you to think about when you're doing interviews. So you can do it on Zoom. Zoom is really easy. Um, and the audio quality is pretty good. Like I say, I do most of my interviews on Zoom and they, um, they're generally, it's usually really reliable, um, so really easy way for you to do it. And you know, you get to the end of the Zoom call, your folder will pop up, you get an audio file, you get the video file, all you need is basically just get the audio file or the video actually, and you can repurpose the video if you want to. Um, you can do your interview on a live, so you can, do, you know, you could go into Instagram, do it live on Instagram or on Facebook or on LinkedIn. The other thing that you can use is something, um, is like a third party software like StreamYard, which I use for, I use StreamYard for my challenges because I just find Facebook live can be a little bit glitchy. Um, but you can, you can get the audio, you basically download the audio off Facebook um, and you can repurpose it either as a video or as audio, or you can just write something up from the live. Um, you can do interviews on your iPhone. So I'm recording this podcast at the moment on my iPhone because I'm having a few problems with my office and everything's a little bit all over the place at the moment. But I'm using my iPhone and I've got a Rode um, clip-on microphone plugged into the iPhone and it's as simple as that. Now, the other thing I've got with this Rode, I've got a couple of Rode clip-on microphones and I think they're about, I think they're about 60 quid or something like that on Amazon. I'll link to them in the show notes for this episode anyway, but they are really inexpensive. Now I used these, um, these little microphones when I went and did a real life interview with Marie Carter-Rob um, recently. We went for a dog walk and we did an interview for the podcast while walking. And it worked out okay. My sound wasn't very good, but Marie's was all right. And that was the most important thing. 
but the other thing that you can do with this is you can use your iPhone and you can go and interview people if you're out and about, if you're going to an event, you can go and go and speak to people there as well. So I'm going to the Pet Industry Federation um, event on um, later on this month in October 2021. So I will take my little microphones and I'll take my phone and the little attachments that I have and I'll potentially go um, and do interviews there. And then I can perhaps turn that into a podcast but you can do this at events you can do it you know you can do it wherever like on your phone it's just brilliant let's say if you're a groomer and you wanted to go and do an interview with a local trainer you could actually just go and meet up with them and do the interview face to face and record it on your phone so there's an there's the road app and then there's the road um, little plug-in clip-on microphones that i would recommend and the road recorder app is really really good the other thing you can do, if you don't feel confident with doing stuff live, then you can just send questions over to the person who you're going to feature. So literally just, you know, you would send off a pitch asking them if they'd be up for doing an interview. And then if they say yes, you can just send over a series of questions, which they can then write. They can then, you know, just write the answers down to and respond to you. So really a few different options there, but really, really straightforward. Um, and as you're building up your confidence, you might want to start by emailing, then you might want to do, you, you know, you might want to just chat on the phone, then you might build up to lives, that kind of thing. That's certainly what I did anyway. Um, so yeah, so that's how to do the interview. And then there is what to do after the interview. So main thing is, um, after somebody's taken the time out to do an interview with you, is that you say thank you. Um, I honestly, I don't, I can't say this enough. Um, just by a simple thank you is going to go a long way and it will mean that you're memorable to them, they have a good experience, they feel that the time that they've given you is, has been valued, and that's really good, isn't it? The other thing to do after the interview, you can actually do this before if you want to, um, is ask them for their bios. So a bio is just an explanation of who they are, what they do, who they help. Um, you might want some images, so you might want some headshots of the person and also get their social media links as well. So when you're sharing the interview, you've got all the information that you need in one place. Um, so again, if, you are, if you're giving interviews regularly, it's a really good idea to have all this information together. And if you are looking to, um, you know, looking to interview other people, then, or for you to be featured, then it's, you know, that's going to be really helpful for you as well. Finally, what do you do when the interview is out? So it can feel uncomfortable, can't it, sharing you stuff over and over and over again on social media. And I totally feel that because every week, you know, with this podcast, I'm posting, like I say, probably dozens of posts on social media about it. But remember that not everybody sees all of your content. So while you might think, oh my gosh, I've posted about this interview about 500 times, people will be getting bored of it. Most people won't have seen it. So Remember on Facebook, because of how the algorithms work, we, our followers only see like one, only 1% 1 of our followers will see our content at any time. So don't worry about sharing and sharing and sharing. Definitely um, just get the interview out there as much as you possibly can. So by that, I mean, send it to your email list, um, have it on your website, send it out on social media over and over again and get it out there in as many ways as possible. The other thing to do as well is to provide the person you've interviewed with the link to the interview where it's live um, and also any graphics. Um, you can even write posts out for people if you want to. So if, that, if you think that's going to help encourage them to share it, then it's worth doing. And then I talked about this earlier, but 
really important to repurpose the content as well. So keep pushing it out there. As I was saying with Jade and the World Homeless Day, I will repurpose the interview that I did with her for that awareness day. So keep a lookout of what's going on in the what's going on in the calendar, what's going on in the news. And then if you've got something, if you've got an interview that's relevant um, for that topic, then definitely go and get it out there again. So that is the end of the um, interview podcast. So all about how to use interviews in your content marketing. So we've covered what an interview is, we've covered why you use them, we've covered how to use them how to find people to interview, how to actually go about doing the interview. And then we've talked about what to do after the interview, after the interview's ended and also what to do when the interview goes live. So the main thing to do is to try to ensure that your interview is reaching as many people as you can possibly get it out to. And then I guess my final bit would be just to enjoy it. So I know when you first do interviews or first do lives, it can be, it can be a little bit nerve wracking. It can be a little bit daunting. What I will say is that it does get easier. The more you do them, it's like riding a bike, it does get a lot easier. Now I'm saying this, I've been in journalism for like 20 odd years. I still find it quite, I still get quite nervous doing interviews sometimes, particularly if I'm doing them live, um, particularly if it's on like Facebook Live. If I'm doing it, if I'm recording a podcast on Zoom, that's different because I can stop and start. But if I'm doing like a live interview, I do find that quite nerve wracking. So it does get easier with time and don't put too much pressure on yourself and just try to enjoy it. So I hope you found that helpful. Do let me know um, if it's inspired you to start doing interviews and using interviews in your content. You can absolutely do this. And if you would like any more tips, then do come and find me in my free Facebook group. It's Publicity for Pet Businesses, and I'll link in the show notes. And finally, if you found this podcast episode helpful, I would absolutely love you forever if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really would mean the world to me and it would mean that more people get to find out about this podcast. So thank you very, very much for supporting the show and I will speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.